So here's the situation of the day. A guy called Shimon wants to borrow Reuven's car. And it's always Reuven and Shimon in, in halachic uh, theoreticals. The names are always Reuven and Shimon, the first two sons of Jacob, uh, the first two of the tribes of Israel. So anyway, Shimon wants to borrow Reuven's car because he has to go uh, to a, an event out of town overnight. And so Shimon asks Reuven, can I borrow your car? I'll bring it back tomorrow. Reuven says, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm not using it. You're welcome to borrow it. Shimon asks Reuven, but your car's insured, right? He said, yeah, of course, my, my car's insured. He said, okay, no problem. So Shimon borrows the car. He takes it, drives out of town to whatever event he needed to attend. The next morning, uh, he comes to return the car and finds that it's stolen. The car has been stolen. In, in the time that Shimon had borrowed the car, before he had the chance to return it, it was stolen. So he calls up Reuven and he says, I'm really, really sorry, but the, the car got stolen. Uh, but you said you have insurance anyway, so should be all right, yeah? And Reuven says, I'm insured for accidents. My insurance doesn't cover theft. Shimon says, but I, I asked you, you're insured. He said, yeah, I am insured for accidents. I'm not insured for theft. I, I, didn't, I didn't pay for, for that level of insurance. So therefore, Reuven says to Shimon, so therefore you, you've got you've to pay me back the, the car. In, in Torah law, somebody who borrows somebody else's property, borrows it without paying, is liable for any accident or theft that happens. So you borrowed my car. It got stolen. You owe me a car back. You owe me its value. Shimon says, I, I never would have borrowed it if I knew that it wasn't insured. I asked, is it insured? You said, yes. If, if, if I knew it wasn't insured for theft, I wouldn't have borrowed it in the first place. That was, that was like a, con a condition of the borrowing. And so therefore, I don't owe you because the, the borrowing is cancelled. It was under false pretenses. I, I, I checked with you it was insured. You said it was, but you didn't tell me it's not insured for theft. So, who's right? Is, is Shimon correct in saying that the deal is off and therefore the borrowing, the, the obligation of borrowing is, is completely undermined by the fact that he didn't have all of the, the knowledge of, of what, what was going on. He'd asked, it's insured, but he didn't know there wasn't insured for theft. Or is Reuven correct in saying that you borrowed my car? The, the fact that it wasn't insured for theft, well, we never discussed the details of, of the insurance and you as a borrower owe me the car back. So, the, the question here is um, dealt with in, by halachic authorities, earlier halachic authorities, the Ramah, Ramoshius Erlis, uh, who is the major commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, he writes a similar circumstance, somewhat similar. Uh, it's another Reuven Shimon case where Reuven asks Shimon, Shimon, you're, you, he was traveling, Shimon was traveling um, to uh, over a border. Can you take some books for me? They need to be delivered to this other country. Uh, Shimon says, fine, but I don't want to get hassled by the, the border, at the border by the customs people. I don't want to get hassled. Reuven says, no, no problem. Books do not have any uh, customs uh, obligations. You don't have to pay tax for the for books. You're allowed to take them over the border. So you're not going to have a problem. Um, Shimon says, fine, I agree to do it. He takes the books, reaches the border, and sure enough, the customs agents stop him, and they confiscate the books. They say, you're not allowed to take these out of the country, uh, and, and he, they conf he confiscates the books. 
He has a whole hassle there at the border. And in the end, when he comes back, he says, sorry, the books didn't get where they were going because the customs took them away. Reuven says, well, then you, you have to pay me the, the value of the books. I asked you to, to deliver them. You didn't deliver them. He said, I said to you in the first place that I'm not interested in doing this if I'm going to have customs problems. And I did have customs problems, even though you said I wouldn't. So in such a case, the Ramah says clearly that the deal is off that his responsibility that he took for the books was, was conditional on the fact that he will not have customs issues. He didn't want to have that hassle. The fact that he did have them means that the deal is off and he's not responsible for the fact that they were confiscated away from him. Shimon is not responsible. Reuven, who sent him and who, who mistakenly told him he wouldn't have issues, he is responsible. It would seem that that is quite similar to our case, where Reuven and Shimon, same names, uh, and Reuven sends, gives Shimon his car. Shimon checks and says, but I only wanted if you're insured. You're insured? Yeah, he said, yes, I'm insured. And in the end, he wasn't insured for theft. The car was stolen. And Shimon's saying, I'm not responsible because I didn't take upon myself that responsibility for an uninsured car. Here as well, Shimon says, I didn't take upon myself the responsibility for books that I'm going to have to worry about the taxes and the... the, the um, the border issues of, of customs. It, it, the, the information he was given at the first place when he was given the mission was not accurate in both cases. And so therefore, he says, I, I'm not responsible for the loss. The Ramah says he's not responsible. Shimon's not responsible. Hmm? There's a difference. What's the difference? Because with the books guy, the books guy asked him to do it. With the car guy, the car guy asks to borrow the car. Correct, correct. So the difference there is in, in the status that when, when, uh, when uh, the book owner asked him to deliver the books, he was a, a shomer, he was a guardian of the books, either paid if he was getting paid or, or, or a free guardian if, he was, if, if it was free. Um, when you borrow something, you're also a form of guardian, but you're more responsible because you're getting the benefit and it's for free. He's not paying. He's not, he's not a renter. He's a borrower. So therefore, he's even more responsible. That is, that is indeed true. However, what's similar in the two and, and the comparison we're making is that both of them are, it's, there's a contractual agreement here. And in, and in both cases, the basis of the agreement, the foundation of the agreement the fa was, was incorrect. The person who owned the property in both cases gave information to the person who was holding the property uh, uh, temporarily that was incorrect information, which un undoes the agreement. Certainly in the second case, he said, I'm only taking it if I don't have issues at the border. And he did have issues at the border. So that was the very condition and that, that condition was, was, was broken. It was incorrect. So he's saying, so therefore my responsibility over these books is rescinded. Is, 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 I'm absolved from it because the condition that I made was not kept, was, was not, was not uh, held up. And, and we're trying to compare that to the car case. The condition I rent, I, I borrowed the car, I borrowed it on condition understanding that it, that it is insured. Okay, he didn't, he didn't specify what he meant by that, but he asked the question, is it insured? And so I guess we could say, when somebody says the car is insured, or somebody asks, is your car insured? What does that usually mean? Usually an insured car means that insure, it's insured for accidents and for theft. At, at least, that, that's what's usually understood. The fact that Reuven 
wanted to save money on his insurance policy and therefore didn't include theft as being covered by the policy, that's unusual. That should have been expressed. That should have been told. And without telling Shimon that, that fact, Shimon does not realize that he's borrowing a car that is uninsured for theft. It could be that Shimon knows I'm going to a, an area where it's dangerous. There's a lot of, lot of car theft in this area. I want to I make sure I'm covered. And the fact that he was told the car's insured, but it wasn't insured for theft, he's saying, well, then the information was not fair, so therefore the deal is off, and I, 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 don't, I don't have responsibility. A difference between the two cases is, in the case of the books, the very thing that was the condition of Shimon agreeing to take the books was that I shouldn't have issues at the border with customs. I don't want to have to have to have those issues. And he did have issues. So the very thing that he, he made the condition with, that's what caused the problem and the books were confiscated. He said, I don't want that problem. And that problem happened. In the case of the car, you can't quite say the same because it's not, the car was not stolen because it wasn't insured. The car was, got stolen anyway. It wasn't the fact that the car was not insured that caused it to be stolen. Uh, in the case of the books, the fact that I'm taking books and books are an issue at the border, that's, that, was, that was the problem. In the case of the car, it's not an uninsured car that gets stolen. The car got stolen and it was uninsured, but the two are not actually directly connected. And so, therefore, you could argue that when is Shimon exempt? When the condition that was not kept caused the problem. The condition in the case of the books was, I don't want problems at the border. He had problems at the border. That was the problem. The, 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 the books were confiscated. Whereas in the case of the car, the lack of insurance did not cause the theft. The fact that the car wasn't insured for theft didn't make it stolen, didn't cause it to be stolen. Uh, a similar case would be, it's mentioned in the, in the Talmud, a case where somebody borrows somebody's ox. Uh, to use their ox, but the, the, the borrower says, but your ox is a calm ox, right? Not a, not a violent ox. I don't want to have an ox that, that goes attacking other animals. He said, no, 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 this, this ox is a nice calm ox. And it ends up that the ox is not such a calm ox and goes and damages uh, other animals. Now, generally speaking, if I borrow your ox, then I'm responsible for the behavior of that ox as long as I'm looking after the ox. If, my, if your ox in my hands damages i have to pay the damages however if i asked you this is a calm ox and you said yes this this ox doesn't attack and it then went and attacked so then i say to you you my the whole condition is broken my, the condition of my borrowing your ox was that it was calm now it's gone and attacked it's your ox and your problem because you didn't tell me the truth it, it, it's a it's a violent ox so that is indeed true because the condition was, I want a calm ox, and it wasn't calm, it went and attacked, it's your problem, not mine. However, what if it didn't attack another animal, but I saw its violent tendencies, I realized that this is a violent ox, and in the meantime, it ran away. The ox ran away and got lost. Now, generally speaking, if I borrow your ox and it gets lost, I owe you an ox. But what happens if the ox I borrowed on condition that it be calm was found out to be a violent ox. It didn't cause any violence yet. I just saw that it, 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 it is indeed not a calm ox. And in the meantime, it got lost. The ox got lost. Can I go to you and say, well, 
I borrowed a calm ox from you, but it wasn't really calm. Therefore, our agreement is nullified. It's not my responsibility. And the fact that the ox ran away is your problem, not my problem. That is actually debated. That's debated amongst the various halachic authorities. If, if uh, the problem that ended up was not directly caused by the uh, misinformation. In a case where the ox gored, it attacked, well, that was the problem. I, I expected a calm ox, and it wasn't. But when the ca- in a case where the ox ran away, but that's not because it's a violent ox, and so therefore that's, that's questionable. Another, another similar situation that, that's, that's dealt with is if I'm holding on to money for you. You're going away, and you want somebody to hold money for you to look after it. So you give me a whole bunch of cash to, to look after. Little do I know that the cash you gave me is counterfeit. It's counterfeit money. I didn't know that you gave me a whole suitcase of fake $100 bills. And I'm looking after it for you. And in the course of the time, I somehow find out, I, I realize that these are not real bills. These are counterfeit bills that you have given me. And they get stolen. They get stolen from me. So it... You put me in a position of danger, which I didn't know. I didn't know I'm holding on to counterfeit money. If I'm found out, I could go to jail because it's in my possession. I didn't know that. But it ended up they got stolen. So am I responsibility for that, for that theft? Am I responsible for the theft that happened in a case where what you gave me was actually putting me in danger? I would never have agreed to hold on to your counterfeit bills. So, so here again, the, my contract with you was on false pretenses. Does that mean that it nullifies the entire deal? Or am I still a guardian? Uh, because the fact that it's counterfeit is not why it's stolen from me. So, so this, is, this is actually debated. And, and our case too would be, would be much more closer to that. Unlike the case of the uh, books where the cause of the problem was the misinformation. In our case, there's two separate things. There is the fact that the car was stolen and that was under my watch when I, when, when I was holding on to the car, borrowing the car, but that's not caused by the fact that it wasn't insured. It's not a direct cause. And so therefore, there's actually no real conclusive question, uh, answer to this. You could see it both ways. There are, there are different opinions how to decide here. Does the misinformation nullify the deal or does it just... Um, cause a, a, a clause or an exception in our deal. Uh, my, my tendency would, I would feel that if, if the deal was conditional and the condition was not fulfilled, that should undermine the entire deal. And so if I borrow a car and I'm saying, but on condition, I'm making a condition that it's insured and the normal understanding of insurance is insured for theft as well as for, for damage. So if that wasn't there, if you gave me the misinformation and said that it's insured when it's not, I don't think the deal happened in the first place. My responsibility in taking the car is, is undermined. And so therefore, I shouldn't have to pay. I believe in this case, Shimon, just like the, the, in the book case, so too in the car case, and so too in the counterfeit money case. In all these cases where the information was not accurate, the deal is undone, and therefore he's not responsible for the damage or the theft. What do you think? Shkoyach, I think it's. I think you're right, Mike. We're going to need to rewrite all the terms and conditions on the website straight away. <laughs> <laughs>